0: Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. A warm welcome to Midday Mass here at St. Brine's Church in Canvas Lang. The Mass is the funeral Mass for the repose of the soul of Jean Connor. A very warm welcome to family members who are here with us today. As you will know, many more people would have wished to have been here with you today but are unable to be here because of the restrictions. But they send to all who are present here their love, their condolences, and an assurance of their prayers as well. Jean herself was such a long time in the home in Iska Bride where she was being cared for, and as you will know, it was a long and slow decline in her health over these years. She passed away very peacefully on the 6th of January, which by tradition, of course, is Twelfth Night of Christmas and the Feast of the Epiphany. One of the things that uh, I believe that Jean often said over those years in which she was in the home was to express a great desire to be back here in Cambus Lang to return to the town that she knew so well and to these streets and places that she was so familiar with. Today, that desire is realised. She returns home to this town, to these streets and to the people that she knew so well. She's home again. But today, there is another homecoming for she returns to the father's home in which the doors are thrown open, in which the table is set, and in which there is a place made ready for her. May she rest in peace. To prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred mysteries, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned through my fault, in my thoughts and in my words, and what I have done and what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your dear servant, Jean, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Please be seated. A reading from the first letter of St. John. Dear friends, let us love one another since love comes from God and everyone who loves is begotten by God and knows God. Anyone who fails to love can never have known God because God is love. God's love for us was revealed when God sent into the world his only son so that we could have life through him. This is the love that I mean, not our love for God, but God's love for us, when he sent his Son to be the sacrifice that takes our sins away. Dear friends, since God has loved us so much, we too should love one another. No one has ever seen God, but as long as we love one another, God will live in us and his love will be complete in us. The word of the Lord. Reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians Be ambitious for the higher gifts, and I am going to show you a way that is better than any of them. If I have all the eloquence of men or of angels, but speak without love, I am simply a gong booming or a cymbal clashing. If I have all the gift of prophecy, understanding all the mysteries there are, And knowing everything and if I have faith in all its fullness to move mountains but without love I am nothing at all if I give away all that I possess piece by piece and if I even let them take my body to burn it but I'm without love it will do me no good whatever love is always patient and kind it's never jealous Love is never boastful or conceited. It's never rude or selfish. It does not take offence and is not resentful. Love takes no pleasure in other people's sins, but delights in the truth. It's always ready to excuse, to trust, to hope, and to endure whatever comes. Love does not come to an end. The word of the Lord. Please stand. with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still, and trust in me. There are many rooms in my Father's house. If there were not, I should have told you. I am going now to prepare a place for you. And after I have gone and prepared you a place, When Father Miller let me know that Jean had passed away in the home in East Kilbride, I had a feeling of deep sorrow. Both herself and John were such faithful parishioners here over the years, and there were people that I met uh, every day for about 15 years as they attended Mass here every day. It was... No mean feat uh, for them living in East Bride uh, to get here every day negotiating timetables and made extra difficult, especially when the snow and the ice descended in East Kilbride. But not even that could hold them back or keep them in. They were normally amongst the first people who came to church every day, beating everyone who lived much nearer. At least once a week and maybe more, Jean herself would read here at Mass. Her readings were always well prepared and given with clarity and precise diction. On hearing of her death, it was sad because it seemed to me that something had now come to an end. Even although they had for a number of years been away, John, since he went to the home and his own death, and Jean, when she also went to the home, to be cared for too. But it seemed to me now that they both died, it seems like a closing of a chapter and an ending of a long friendship with this parish. The Mass itself was a big part of both John and Jean's life, and Jean would be delighted at her passing. It will be accompanied uh, by prayer, and with this Mass, even though there is only a small gathering here because of the restrictions. Both herself and John had such a strong Christian faith that they lived out with great devotion and also with sincerity all their lives. They were here everything that they could be at. As I mentioned already, Jean herself was a very conscientious reader here at Mass and she would regularly check with me that it was the correct reading that she was reading and if there were some hard or incomprehensible name in the Old Testament she would check that out with me too. The readings of today's Mass don't pose any hazards for us. They are simple words about love and respect and courtesy and kindness. They have a simple message if we make love the rule of our life then we will not go far wrong if we make love our guide then that direction itself that it takes us will lead us to God we will not get lost we will not take the wrong roads in life no hard words here no difficult things to chew over a simple message in many ways this expresses Jean's life as well for she also was a very loving and caring person to family and friends. And I'm sure that many of us who are here today experience that great kindness and thoughtfulness from her over the years. she would be glad that the Mass itself is said for her today, that gentle prayer with all its repetition and familiarity, that prayer in which Christ mediates for the salvation of the world, in which she is present in the great mystery of the Eucharist. Over the years, I suppose, she would have attended many funeral masses, but this mass itself now is offered for her. And as she lies at the foot of the stairs here, this great prayer is offered for her at her passing from this world. Just a few words about Jean's life today for you. She was born on the 19th of June 1933 in Colbrook Street in Cambus Lang. I have a theory about Colbrook Street that I would wish to share with you today that I believe is the Garden of Eden of Cambus Lang, for it occurs over and over again in the story of many families' lives. It often seems to me that at some time or another every family in Cambus Lang must have lived in Colebrook Street at one time, which is actually strange because it is a very small street indeed. The family themselves were later to move to Kinlock Avenue. Her maiden name was, of course, Traynor, and she has a sister, Ellen, still alive, but too sick to be here with us today. And she had a younger brother, John, who passed away on the 30th of November 2003. If you were here for uh, John's uh, funeral, uh, Jean's husband, you will have heard me uh, on that day express that I did not know that his real name uh, was Gerald. But of course, he ditched that for the preferred name, John. Likewise, strangely, Jean had done the same as well. And it came as a surprise to me that, in fact, her uh, name was Jane, of course the preferred name that she had was Jean. I'm not actually sure why she changed that name. Perhaps she didn't want to be a plain Jane, but she was never a plain Jane. She attended uh, school here, of course, in the town at St Bride's Primary and Secondary, just of course over the road from where we are today. In those days uh, people left school at a very early age and she planned to do the same but was frustrated when there was a change in the leaving age which meant that she wasn't able to take up a promised job. When she did leave school she got a job uh, with a firm called Frames which provided much employment in the area in those days. She was to progress then to a job in the Shawfield Greyhound Racing and somehow I can't quite imagine her in that job. She left there to work on as an accounts clerkess uh, with the SSEB, better known to us today as Scottish Power. She was there for the rest of her working life. She met John, her future husband, at the Albert Ballroom in Glasgow and they were married here in 1963. Their early years of married life uh, were spent in Hamilton. John himself built a home there and returning to Kinloch Avenue he built another home uh, that was their home of course for many years until they downsized and went to East Kilbride. They were, as you will know, never quite settled in East Kilbride and were always looking for a return here to canvas line. In actual fact, they bought a flat here reselling it because it was unsuitable for them. They were always always searching for a new home and asked me very often to keep the property section of the Herald paper so that they could keep an eye for a new home in this area. They were always looking for years. And for decades but could never agree on one. Sadness came to them later in life. Uh, John had to go into the Kingsgate home in Nurston uh, and later died in twenty sixteen. Gina also at that same time became ill and had to go into Abbey Lodge care home in East Kilbride too. It was made even sadder that they were now separated. Well, at the home, uh, the confusion that had come upon her made her, think, made her think that she was in a five-star hotel. She felt that she was always, I think, on holiday. She would also often be seen at the front door and caught putting on her coat, trying to leave to go to the shops in Glasgow. At other times, when Pama would visit, she would always mention wanting to get back to Cambus Lang, as if she still lived here. Always when you saw her in previous occasions before she went to the home, she was always dressed very smartly. She always looked fit and well and strong. She always had a pleasant smile for you and a nice word. She was most polite and a well-spoken person too. You all know yourself that both John and her like to go shopping every day, She was, if you don't know, a great bargain hunter and she used to tell me that she would shop for a particular item and wait till it had gone down in price. She was very canny. Both herself and John would of course go for tea every day, usually to Marks and Spencers, and became such regulars that they got free refills even when no one else did. They were never wasteful and shared a cake with each other. And believe it or not, they even brought a large pot of jam from the house to use on their cake. They had their own peculiar ways. For many years, they counted uh, the money from the collections uh, in the house itself, and very often I would hear angry words that they could never quite agree on the totals and it took them ages to finish off what they were counting. I know from personal knowledge that they were very kind people and I want to tell you today a story about their kindness. I once saw John coming to church on a very cold day with a very nice coat and simply to be pleasant to him, I complimented him on the coat. Some weeks later, they both appeared with a large bag and asked to see me afterwards. And inside was the best coat that money could buy for me. They were afraid that I would be cold at the cemetery for the funerals, they said. But it tells you something about their kindness, their thoughtfulness, and their marvellous generosity they were both very private people, as you will know, and simply lived for each other. Having no family themselves, they were even more dedicated to each other. Today we thank God for the many blessings of happiness and contentment given to them in their life with each other. Today we bring Jean to church, in which this church in which she received all her sacraments and which she attended all her life. Today, that long desire expressed in the home with the fragment of memory that she had is realised. She's home again. She's back in this town which she grew up in and loved so much. She's back here in this church which meant so much to her. May she rest in peace. May God reward this kindly woman with abundant blessings. And may he reward her for her generous and warm-hearted ways. May God indeed grant her eternal rest and peace. Be Pray, your brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice endures may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant, we beseech your mercy that she who did not doubt your Son to be a loving Saviour may find in him a most merciful Judge. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For even though by our own fault we perish, yet by your compassion and your grace, when seized by death according to our sins, we are redeemed through Christ's great victory and with him called back into life. And so with the powers of heaven. We worship you constantly in earth, and before you, without end, we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Please be seated. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pay Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bringing her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember, Jean, your servant, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that she who was united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. And remember also all our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever please stand. We pray together in the words that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Please be seated. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. But only say the word, my soul shall be healed. To give you a direction uh, for Holy Communion. Um, uh, we don't come forward just now uh, because of the restrictions, uh, but if you'd like to receive Holy Communion, then what I'll simply direct you to do is to stand in your place and I'll come uh, through the church and give Holy Communion to those that are, are standing. If you don't want to receive Communion, but maybe would like to receive a blessing instead, then I just invite you to, again to stand and to place your hand on your breast, and just as I come... Uh, around the church I'll give you a blessing uh, as I pass by. If you don't want to receive Holy Communion or don't want to receive a blessing then just simply uh, remain uh, seated where you are. So if you'd like to receive Holy Communion or a blessing please stand. God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey, mercifully grant it, strengthened by it, our dear sister Jean, may come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Before we go,
1: saints of God come to her name, come to meet her, angels of
0: national